Hello, everyone. I hope you missed me. It is Mark Clearview, and we're back. And I want to welcome you to March 19th, which is a Thursday, because today I had to be reminded what day it was. And you are listening to day four of Quarantine Live. Okay, everyone, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're enjoying listening. A uh, little landmark for us. We're very close to 100 listens across our episodes, so our small little community is growing. As you know, I'm inside my house. It's day four of my 14-day mandatory quarantine, and then I get to stay inside even longer because we just know that this whole thing is going to extend into oblivion. I hope all of your boredom is doing well. I realize the best way to uh, describe this podcast is the boredom that festers in my mind turns into things that I talk about for not a lot of listeners. I am drinking what may or may not be whiskey. We're going to call it water. Mm. And the drinking has really become kind of the main focus of this podcast in a way that I could not have uh, prepared for. Yesterday we talked about my friends crumbling around me and uh, a lot of them seem to still be doing that. Uh, But I'm still in the clear. My health is still good. And we're going to jump right into the updates for the day and the personal updates for me. So first, First, if you prefer to speak proper English, we're going to get to the numbers at a glance. This is in the USA from the CDC website. Cases are up to 10,442. That's up 3,404 from yesterday, so up another 1,000 in the growth. And the deaths uh, have reached 150, and that's up 53 from yesterday. Uh, Worldwide cases, 241,543 with deaths at 9,982. So we're going to surpass 10,000 deaths pretty soon, and the numbers are still large. But the important thing to keep in mind is that Canada is really not even doing tests for people anymore unless you're uh, very, very, very close to death. Um, This would be anybody over 65 or with heart and lung conditions, and so they're just not doing tests. And so I think our numbers are probably, probably, astrocobably higher than they're telling us which is very comforting and makes me feel oh so sweet. Um, But let's move on from the numbers because they depress me more every time. Here's what I did today. Um, Actually, what I did last night, let's start with last night. Last night, I was able to join uh, my friend Aaron Fisher's Conjure community, which I talked about a bit yesterday with it, which is an online community for magicians to um, practice magic, show each other magic, and Aaron and uh, his panelists teach the magic. Yesterday, I got to attend a live show um, on the computer over video chat. Make no mistakes, I did not go out in person. I got to watch um, some of the members who have been learning magic. I got to watch them put on performances. And I got to be a panelist, and I got to discuss a little bit about what I thought about the performances and, and how we could make them better. And people were amazing. It was really great to see everybody's work and what kind of magic they were focusing on, and people made me laugh quite a bit. Um, there is one... A member in particular named George Madrid, who said that he was nervous to perform for me, which he should not be, because I know very little about magic, and arguably less about comedy, and arguably less about speaking, apparently. But he was amazing, he crushed it, everyone that I saw really knocked it out of the park, and then I plugged the podcast a little bit, so hopefully we have an influx of listeners, uh, because I know everyone's just dying to listen to my voice die. Then I woke up again this morning, bonus, Um, I took a shower which is great, and it's important to remember that by showering and putting clothing on, there is some semblance that the world is normal. So it's important really to get up and shower and and Skype your friends and pour yourself a drink together and pretend that you're in person because really this is all about fake it till you make it and not all of us are going to make it. 
I also want to um, let everyone know out there that I'm not shaving at the moment, and I'm not doing my hair once I get out of the shower. So I want to track what my face looks like and how haggard and scraggly it gets from day one to day 14 and then into the rest of the days, which are no doubt coming. And if you'd like to see photo updates of my face, please just drop a comment somewhere. You know what? I should, I should, we should tackle this now. Um, you can email me at mark at markclearview.com or my Instagram is markclearview. You can drop any DM personal message to me, slide into those DMs anytime you want, and I will gladly read anything that you want to talk about on the podcast at all times. So let's, if you want to see what my face looks like, just tell me, just say it now. Oh, you don't? Great. After I took my shower and did not shave, I FaceTimed my friend Jason D'Souza, my roommate, and we FaceTimed for about an hour, and we decided it was a perfect time to find an online game that we could play together. And I really want suggestions of online games that we can play, because we don't want to pay for something like World of Warcraft, nor do we want to get into something like World of Warcraft, to be honest. I couldn't find a Grand Theft Auto, GTA for the cool kids out there on my computer. So I'm looking for something that I can play with him and that we can um, reach each other online. And I remember Miniclip used to have Robot Rage and, and I I ended up finding this game called the uh, 1930s Mafia. And if you want to join us in playing 1930s Mafia, it's basically Grand Theft Auto except you're in the Mafia and you drive a car around and you shoot each other and it, it's very hopeful for these times. So if you'd like to play, please play with us. We would appreciate it. After finding this online game, I decided to log back into my Habbo Hotel account. And I really, really, I would, I want to stress and push for a Habbo Hotel party for all of us. I think we should all get on Habbo Hotel immediately. And um, if you don't agree with me, that that's too bad because that's happening. You, we need to get on it. it. Habbo will pull us through this. It will save us. Habbo Quarantine Party 2020. Look out for it this week. After that, I messaged all my friends and begged them to send me content for this podcast that I could talk about. So if you haven't done that yet, please do send that content over. We need things to talk about and share with each other. Uh, it's what keeps me going, and it's going to be what keeps you going, goddammit, because when every other show in the face of the earth falls off the face of the earth, mine will be the only one left. So really just invest in this podcast like you would in a crumbling stock market, because one day it's going to come back and your investments will come to fruition. After that, Sanjay sent me, my friend Sanjay, sent me some music um, by somebody named Cody G, and he samples different hip-hop songs, and, and he puts some, you know, funky music to them, and it's it's great, and it's on Spotify, and you should listen to it because I listened to it while writing today's episode. Yes, I do write the episodes out, believe it or not, and can we get a little sample? Can we play a sample? Hey, Nick, in the booth, can we play, um, turn the Pro Tools off. Can we pray? Can we pray? Okay, enough praying. Can we play the song now? Either there's going to be a sample of one of the songs here called um, Breezin, or there's going to be nothing. Here we go. Let me know which one it was. Nick, he's, he is a great booth guy, person. My good friend Tanner also did the sweetest thing and offered to go out and get anything that I needed today because he'd been home for four days. He's not under mandatory quarantine yet. He said he would go to the grocery store or whatever I needed and go pick stuff up. So I give him a long list, including two bottles of wine. Thank you. And he is going to do that right now. And apparently he'll be here by the end of this podcast and I'll, I'll get to eat again. But more importantly, drink again. 
After that, I FaceTimed my friend Tansy, who's doing the Clothes In Challenge, which I will stop plugging after today, unless it keeps going, in which case I'll keep doing it. Um, we talked. She made squash soup, and she sent me a photo of herself making squash soup with headphones in, saying she was listening to episode three as she was making her soup, which is a great thing to do while you listen to episode three, is make soup. Actually, it's the only thing I want you to do while you listen to episode three. While you listen to episode four, I want you to log into your banking system, um, send me as much money as possible so I can continue to do this, because it costs a lot of mental space. Um, after that, uh, my mother made me some beef stew, and we had the beef stew together, and she still won't touch me. I think that concludes my updates for now. I'm going to have more a little bit later, including in the What I Saw Today segment, because I don't want to blow everything and not have anything for that segment again, because that would be hella embarrassing. Um, we're jumping into the headlines right now. Stay tuned. I think I'm finally getting the hang of this. It's becoming fun. It was always fun. It's becoming um, fun in a way in the way that can only be described as the only thing I have to do. That's what kind of fun it is. Here's the first headline. Italy's death toll surpasses China's as State Department warns against travel abroad. Wow, that's the headline I want to start with? I'm going to make a joke about death tolls? That's good. That's smart. I like what I did there. Um, here's what I will say. If you still need to be warned about travel abroad, then at least book your ticket to Italy. You know, you've made your bet if you're going to travel, lie in it, okay? You want to do this? Then do it right. Go to Italy and, and suffer with the rest of us. Sorry, Italy. Um, everything will be fine. Next headline. The S&P 500 closed up slightly higher after a volatile day on Wall Street. Oil prices, which had tumbled by more than 20% Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday rebounded. You can see what's on my mind. Um, uh, oil, which had tumbled by more than 20% Wednesday, rebounded. Um, I have yet to look up what S&P means. You'd think I would have done that after mentioning it in my first episode. I did not. But with the way prices are going down, I can now rule out that it stands for soap and Purell. In all honesty, I hope the stock market recovers except for oil. That can stay low right now. If gas stays at 73 cents, this will be the best pandemic of my life. The only pandemic of my life. With oil becoming a less and less sought-after resource, BP oil has recorded record low morale. Ocean life, on the other hand, has recorded a record high. Next headline, Trump says White House slashed red tape to expand trials. Of course, the exact amount of red tape slashed is up for debate as Trump is still learning his colors. We've slashed the amount of white tape in the Red House. What's that? Speaking of tape, sales are way up as more and more Americans replenish their craft supplies to build their own respirators at home. Next headline, Senate Republicans are drafting a plan to send $1,200 checks to taxpayers as part of a $1 trillion rescued effort. $1,200, though. That's it. You get a $1,200 check. $1,200 is barely enough to live for a week in the U.S. It's barely enough to live for an hour in New York City, though. The only thing more useless than a $1,200 check is a Republican senator. At least they're still spending $683 billion a year on their defense budget. Not for viruses. Next headline, China reports zero new local coronavirus infections. Trump signs a bill to ensure paid leave and other financial benefits. So China eliminates the virus completely and Trump signs a piece of paper. Trump is also now calling this the Chinese virus, which he claims is not racist. And all I can say is thank God he's still learning his colors because I know that statement would be much more racist. Our next headline is that our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, uh, addresses Canadians again after announcing an $82 billion COVID-19 package. Canada spends $82 billion on their package. America spends $850 billion on theirs. When are politicians going to stop arguing over whose package is bigger? 
Trudeau still maintains that he doesn't have the virus after his wife tested positive and he went into isolation without being tested. Honestly, at this point, I don't know what's more embarrassing, if you have the virus or you don't. This is your wife. Do you not share a bed together? Maybe he... I was tested and I do not have the virus. Justin, doesn't your wife have the virus? Yeah, we, we kiss. We've kissed. We don't sleep in separate beds. Our next headline is that Prince Harry announces the Invictus Games are cancelled due to the COVID-19 epidemic. Um, all I can say is, weren't you hated enough already? You know what else I can say? I think I speak for everybody here. I want to say, how is the queen not dead yet? How old is she now? 160? I thought she was the most... Oh, because she had so much money. Right, I forgot. The cure to this is to be filthy rich and live in a palace. And our final headline, WestJet warns recent passengers of possible exposure to COVID-19 after somebody was on one of their flights. All I can say is I'd still rather fly WestJet than Air Canada. Given the choice between dying from COVID-19 and those little pretzels they give me. I, they're, I don't know. I guess I skipped. There's a punchline in there somewhere. United Airlines addressed the COVID-19 epidemic by personally punching its passengers in the head. <laughs> I don't know about this one. Honestly, I think this is the worst year possible to board a plane. No, wait. Honestly, I think this is the second worst year possible to board a plane. And with that final joke, we are out of our headlines for today. Okay, everyone. Here we are. Still listening, hopefully. I'm still talking. And listening to myself, barely. I feel like I'm flubbing more and more words, which, if that is a symptom of coronavirus, I definitely have it. It's, I think it's a symptom of stroke, though. So if all of a sudden I collapse in the middle of this episode, um, it's going to be my best episode yet. I think with that, it's time to head into uh, story time, as David Klein is not only not available but he's taking this pretty hard. Um, he's not sharing as much stuff. And, and he's rightfully worried about the situation that's happening and the epidemic which is unfolding and the long-term economic effects that this is going to have, which are going to be very long-term. I think just going to be a depression. We're definitely in a recession. And all I can urge you to do is that if you have money to invest, do it now and do not touch your investments if you're worried. Now is the wrong time to sell. I understand some of us have to liquidate our investments just in order to you know, make ends meet. But the good news is that Canada and America are offering packages for people who are in need. So please take advantage of these packages. I know myself, uh, I have nothing to do to create work besides this podcast, if anybody wants to send me money for it. And so I'm going to be applying for these packages, which are, are coming out on April 1st. And they've also pushed the tax deadline to June 1st uh, for a personal income tax. So so it's good that, you know, the governments are doing more for us and, and they're making me love them so much more. My favorite thing in the world is government and then chocolate. We're going into the story time right now with the second part of the story I told yesterday. So if you haven't heard it, head over to episode three of Quarantine Live and listen to the time I built a picnic uh, table inside of my school terrace. Today is the day that I did worse things in my school. I have a friend uh, who I went to the National Theatre School with in Montreal. His name is Eric Berg. And um, I'm going to... Let me say that this is not a story about us. We heard this story from two other people. But I'm going to tell it as if it was us. Their names were um, David and, and Jack. But I'm going to tell it as if it was Eric and I, just to make it, you know, more in the first person and easier. But it's not true. And anything illegal that happened wasn't... I didn't do it, is all I'm trying to say. <clears throat> so... 
I was in Montreal with Eric, and we decided we were going to go back to Toronto for Easter. And if you don't know, Montreal is a not a province. It's a city in the province of Quebec in Canada, and they speak French there. <laughs> That's my update for you about what that city is. That's all. It's a great place. You have to visit. I loved my time there. Um, I did. I did. And the school. The National Theater School is one of the best um, prisons I've ever been to. So Eric and I go back to Toronto for Easter and we decide, um, hey, why don't we go see your high school? I think I probably suggested it. Let's go see your high school and um, and check it out. And I didn't want to go during the day because I didn't want to see anybody. Uh, so we, this is in first year, we go at night. We go around midnight to the school just to kind of see it and be like, this is where you know, all my formative years happened, and we looked in the windows, and I was showing him, like, that's where my locker was, and that's this is where I pulled this prank, and this is where we built the picnic bench, and then I say, you know, I actually know how to get onto the roof, because we climbed onto the roof to build this picnic bench in this terrace area, and so he goes, great, so I know how to get the certain planks of wood from the dumpster and put them on top of the dumpster and climb up to the top of the roof, and so Eric and I are on top of the roof, and it's very peaceful up there, you know, we can see the whole city and the neighborhood and the lights glimmering and because it's pretty high up there but there is a smokestack on top of the school which probably goes another I mean 30 to 50 feet into the air very high and we decide it's like I, what else like three stories is that what that would be I don't know it's a big smokestack with metal rungs along the side that you can actually climb up and go to the top of it. So we start climbing this thing, and the, the metal is so cold on our hands that it's burning our palms because it's it's winter. And we climb up to the top, and there's no room to stand on the top of this thing. It's just two giant holes. This is a chimney into the school, and so we have to stand on the edges of the concrete, and like if there's not enough room for two bodies up there. And if we fall into one of these giant holes, we're going to fall right into the furnace. We're at least going to die. Like That's just what's going to happen. And we're, it, once you're on the top of it, it obviously looks way higher because your eyes are higher than your feet also. You know, it adds another at least six, two um, feet, six feet and two inches if we're getting technical about it. And we're standing there and we're looking and um, I get this incredible urge to push Eric off. So I, I pushed him off the roof and uh, he, he broke his spine. No, that's not what happened. We climbed down to the root, which is a hilarious joke. <laughs> Murdering your friends, what's funnier than that? We climb down um, and start chatting and Eric has a cigarette and start pushing like just our hands on the windows of the school and we're, we're saying, <laughs> it'd be so crazy if one of these open, and as I'm saying that, the window just swings inward and now my hand is inside the school. And I'm thinking, I know us and we have a problem when something is suggested and is asking us a question. And this window is asking us, are you going to go in or just close me and go down? And back in this day, when an offer is made, I could not say no. So we look at each other and we both know immediately we're going into the school. Now I do know the school has been rumored to have motion sensors. So I put my whole top half of my body inside the school and start waving my hands and shouting and making as much commotion as I can and nothing happens. So I think I, I think it's okay. So we all we take off our jackets and our backpacks, and I take my stuff out of my, I, like I take my keys out of my pants pocket and put them in my jacket because I don't want anything to fall out as I'm crawling in. Because this is a top I should mention we're on we're on the roof, 
So this window is not on the ground floor. There's actually a little um, drop into the stairwell. So probably about an eight-foot drop. So Eric starts lowering his body in. He puts his legs first and then holds onto the edge of the window, kind of lowers himself, and then drops the rest of the way. And now he's inside the school at night. And I know if the alarms go off, we're going to have five to ten minutes to get out of there because the police are going to be dispatched and they're going to come to check out the break-in because there's you know technologies and stuff in the school technologies computers vcrs things like this overhead projectors smart boards so eric's inside and i say make as much commotion as you can so he jumps around waves his hands runs down the stairs runs back up he says it's it's good so i go okay I start wiggling in the front half of my body because I think I'm going to get my whole body in and then I'm going to swing myself around. And I start wiggling in and then it gets stuck on my butt and I'm trying to, which I don't have much of anyway, so you can imagine how thin this window opening is. And I'm kind of pushing myself through and it's kind of scratching my back and kind of gets stuck on my belt loop. And as I'm trying to get the belt loop off, all of a sudden, the loudest siren you've ever heard, whoa, 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 like not, not like, whee, like, whoop, 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 like the loudest, whoop, whoop, you understand? Huge, the school is shaking, and the sound is carrying out all across the neighborhood. So we look up, we look at each other, we're like, oh, shit. So we start trying to, I start scrambling out, like totally scratching off the top half of my back, the top half of my back, my spine is exposed, and... I'm, I'm wiggling out and panicking and Eric's jumping up and I'm trying to grab his hands and pull him up. And the, the school, I can't tell you how, it was the loudest sound I've ever heard. We go and I look at the edge of the school and it's like 20 feet, 20 feet easy. And so I, I get down into a crouch and we you hear police sirens already. So we're like, oh my God. So I get down into a crouch and I jump off. And as I'm jumping off, I hit the ground, roll hard get up roll over my shoulder try to like take the brunt of the impact it kind of hurts but i'm fine i'm looking around dazed eric throws my stuff down and i go are you sure you and eric doesn't lower himself or anything from a standing position he jumps off the roof and i'm looking at him from a standing position jumping off falling through the air and as he hits the ground on his ass his knee connects with his chin and his chin just splits open and blood just starts pouring down his shirt and onto his face I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, run! So we start running to my car. I go, give me my keys, give me my keys, because they're in my coat. And he like throws the keys out of the pocket. The sirens are getting closer. He throws me the keys. We jump into the, like before Eric's even in the car, that we're skidding around like, this is my mother's vehicle, by the way, don't tell her. And then we speed out of the parking lot and hear the sirens behind us and speed off into the night. And the window was still open. The next day, we had to come back. Because Eric touches his face. He goes, oh, shit. His glasses, he'd knocked them off of his own face, and they were somewhere in the field. So we return the next day, during the day this time. The window has been shut, and his glasses are still in the, gl in the grass. We collect them, look at each other, and that's the end of the story. True story, by the way. All these are true stories. The next story I tell will not be about breaking and entering, although there's no promises on that. Uh, here's what I saw today. My mother and I actually decided to go for a walk today, and she was so concerned about getting close, getting within six feet of anybody, but nobody was really outside anyway. But, you know, there's a couple of people that we passed and we split. We went onto the grass to let them, you know, walk by us. 
and we just kind of got some fresh air and it was really good and I highly recommend you know getting out of the house alone and walking in nature and just and being away from people because you can quarantine yourself outside also by not touching anything and again not looking at anyone. What I saw on this walk was some dogs which made me miss having a dog. Um, I saw a lot of cars and driveways for a work day which is so wild to see how many people are actually home and it kind of gave me a sense of community because I was like this is my neighborhood and we're all here and we're all in this together and that's really important to remember and then I also saw some snow I saw a pile of snow on the ground that was the highlight of my day was looking at a pile of dirty snow that was the highlight please give me another one with these stories coming at you right now from quarantine live talking to my other friends in quarantine and my phone buzzes again you know why all your favorite people are back today to talk about even more things and again if you have stuff you'd like to share now is the time to do it here oh ooh, it's happening already here is my first story coming from scott hamill oh scott just said <laughs> tell the tie play story okay we had gone to the Conjure Community Summit, which again is Aaron Fisher's uh, community, and there's a summit that goes on, which is uh, very much like a magic convention, just minus all the ego. And we get there, and there's it's in Tupelo, Mississippi. And if you haven't been to Tupelo, Mississippi, congratulations. We got there, and there's one Thai restaurant, and Scott's a vegan, so this is kind of the only restaurant we can eat at. And it's next door, and it's supposed to be really good. So we go in, and the food is delicious. We order food, we start eating it. And I'm looking at Scott, and we're talking, and behind him on the wall, I see... I guess probably the second biggest cockroach I've ever seen in my life, because the biggest was in Singapore. But the biggest cockroach just crawling up the wall behind him at a nice leisurely pace. And this is like a big motherfucker, like, I don't know, size of my fist? No. The size of uh, a battery, but wider. Okay? A battery. A 9-volt battery. That's exactly how big this cockroach was. And it starts crawling and I'm just like oh my god and he can see my eyes looking behind him so he looks and he sees this cockroach and he goes oh shit like we wish we didn't see that fine then I start talking to him uh we're talking again and then I see another one. <laughs> oh my god um crawling on the baseboard of the restaurant and I point and he sees it and then Aaron our friend Aaron Fisher and Adam Grace join us and they're eating with us and we don't want to tell them but they're laughing and joking and we're laughing but kind of like oh my god we're laughing and the people bring us more food at the servers they say is everything okay we're like hey, yeah but there's this giddy feeling of being like oh my god and then i saw another cockroach and i'm like i, I don't know that i can eat continue to eat the food and then aaron goes <laughs> aaron goes whoa oh my god and kind of like looks under him I'm like what 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 and scott's his face just looks like oh shit and he's like oh my god like a cat was there a cat in here like oh no he's like i just felt a cat's tail just like brush along my brush along my leg and i look at the ground and i see like a cockroach leaving from under the table i'm like okay we, we gotta go They're like what i'm like we gotta, gotta get out of here man there's a giant cockroach and he was laughing and when we got out he thought he was we were joking he's like was there a cat in there what are you i was like no man it was a cockroach he's like, i thought you were kidding it's like no so no aaron it wasn't a cat it was a cockroach in the restaurant is there a cat under the table? Hilarious. Moving on to uh, my friend Carmen Liardi, who I worked with on a play called uh, Broken Branches. Uh, she sent me something which is which is great because I, I told you that I wanted to hear what you you did during my podcast. So she said she said this. 
I just listened to podcast day two while doing some Sudoku puzzles. I've done crosswords with my parents every morning for three days. I feel like I'm slipping slowly into retirement. <laughs> and I said, this is going on the podcast. She said, happy to be content. You can also let the people know that Irish settlers are silky coated dogs. Just in case they ever need that information. Thank you, crossword. Alternatively, staring out your window for 20 minutes reminds you that in the city you see no wildlife, and so take that 20 minutes to see every animal native to southwestern Ontario across your backyard. It's quite nice. Thank you so much. We got a funny, and we got something else. So that's good. Thank you so much for the variety. Um, moving into Melissa Durfler. Um, Melissa Durfler is my very dear friend from New York City, and I said, any thoughts of the podcast? And she said, right now I'm focusing on these positives. I hurt my heel about two years ago and figured it would never heal. Yes, puns, yay. Because I'm always on my feet, and it all I need is time off of it. Same with a finger injury at work. So, time off is giving my body a much-needed break to heal. That's amazing. Give your bodies... Give your heart a break. Demi? You know what I'm talking about? Not important. Um, I got an email from Jeevan today, my roommate, and this is... is Tell me what you think of this. It's This is what I woke up to. This headline. This, not headline, what do you call it? Subject line. Forward. Department of Justice investigation of third-party sellers. Okay. He said, of course, they don't tell us what it is that we purchased. This is what it says. Dear Amazon customer, we are writing to tell you that you may have purchased goods from one or more third-party sellers now subject to a criminal investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice. At Amazon, we expect our marketplace sellers to adhere to our high standards. We are investigating these sellers and will take any necessary action to eliminate sellers that do not adhere to our standards. We wanted to notify you directly about this matter in the event that you are contacted by the Department of Justice in connection with its investigation. Thank you for continuing to be a valued Amazon customer. Amazon, I got bigger fish to fry right now. Okay, send me, send me another email about how you're battling COVID, which is nothing, which is jacking prices up um oh gosh so oh and then okay i need your advice on what to do in this particular situation i'm not going to talk too much about it nor am i going to read the full email nor am i going to use any names and maybe i shouldn't talk about it at all but okay what do we want to do here um one time very late in toronto i was driving my car home and another car what do i what okay Something shady happened, and I witnessed an accident right in front of me, and I saw everything happen, okay? And I got out of my car, and I went to see if everyone was okay, and I'm trying not to reveal too many details. Anyway, one person at the scene thanked me for helping, and I gave him my business card, and then police officers and the fire department came to help everyone, and I gave them my card also in case I needed to be a witness or anything. The police officer called me about a year ago and I and asked if I would testify. Mm, see, this is getting dicey. Anyway, skip all that. That never happened. I get an email from somebody that says, we met at an accident on f this date in 2018 at 2.40 a.m. You helped. You gave me your business card. Uh, contact me. Um, I cannot contact you. You helped me. Okay. I'm worried about getting involved in these things always. You see movies and stuff of becoming, you know, the center of whatever scheme or plot, you know, 
do I answer? Do I get on a phone call with this person? Is this a wise thing to do? What do you think I should do? Little bit of a crazy situation. Looking for some advice. Okay, moving forward. I asked my friend Fabricio from The Devouring Show. I have a lot of friends in New York from The Devouring Show. Since The Devouring Show is no longer happening, I would love you to send me ideas, thoughts, and everything. And I haven't read this yet, but I'm going to read it to you live for the first time. Oh, it's good. It's long. Oh my gosh, here we go. Fabrizio says this. This is a story of one of my craziest road trips. I'm excited. So it was raining for a while when I was in college in Illinois. I was home alone, so I started getting stir crazy. So on a nice day, I double-checked the weather and decided to go on a four-hour road trip to this place called the Garden of the Gods. There are four separate instances. One, I was driving a 27 Ford Mustang at the time, and it's obviously got some speed, and I never knew how fast I was driving because it's so smooth. I was driving behind this 18-wheeler, and it was a two-lane road. This is Illinois, so it's just long stretches of flat farmland. This 18-wheeler was going slower than I would like, lol, so I decided to try and pass it. Smart Fabricio. So I floor it. I'm going like 130, but the 18-wheeler also had picked up speed as well. I'm halfway past this 18-wheeler, and I see the lights of another truck ahead. Oh, God. I now have the option of stopping and letting the truck pass and getting behind it, or going faster and cutting in front, and I chose the latter. Even smarter. I'm now at 150, and I'm still not in front of this truck, so I keep going. At the same time, the truck coming toward me is starting to veer between the road and some farmland, but I've already committed, and I press on the gas, and like a movie, just as I pass the 18-wheeler, the other car runs past me. I'm literally screaming. I ended up going over 170. This is miles per hour, by the way. I barely had any control over the wheel because it was so fast. I was literally shaking, and it honestly felt fucking awesome. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't tell this story either. I ended 8P having... I ended up having to pull over for a bit to catch my breath. Okay. Just so you know, this is not funny. It's only for funny because Fabrizio is telling it. Everyone drives safe. Very important. Fast forward another hour or so. And turns out the route I was going was flooded. Since it had been raining all week and Illinois is relatively flat. The roads flood and when there's a dip. But what I had done and was doing was loading Google Maps and then putting my phone on airplane mode because there's no service on these highways. So if it reroutes, I'm fucked. So with this road closure, I had to manually map my way through long stretches of farmland all the way while still looking at the map to get me back on route. Eventually I did. I got to the garden and the experience was worth everything. Great. By the time I left, my phone had died. By the time I left, my phone had died and I left it in the car to charge. But when I turned it on to go back home, obviously my map wasn't loaded. And I still didn't have service, so I ended up having to drive randomly around this small town looking for Wi-Fi. Some guy said there was a McDonald's like a mile away that might have Wi-Fi. After driving for an hour, I found the McDonald's, got the Wi-Fi, and was on my way. I didn't realize how much time had passed. I left around 11 a.m. It's not like 7 p.m. And it had began to rain again. Then again, the road was flooded, so it was back roads again for me. As I was trying, as I was driving, it was pouring, and I couldn't see anything. And because I was focusing on where I was going, I lost track of how fast I was going. And all Fabrizio, there's a little instrument in your dashboard, which will actually tell you how fast you're going if you're ever wondering. All of a sudden, there was a deer. I fucking panicked and swerved into some crops. Oh my Jesus Christ. My car and I were fine. I cried a bit, got myself together, and another four hours of back road driving, I made it home at almost 1 a.m. I road trip a lot. I've been to like 20 states via road trip and never had so many obstacles. But all in all, the Garden of the Gods was literally so worth it. It was absolutely beautiful. He sent me two photos. 
Also, I went only like 160. I don't know why I said 170. Yeah, the difference is staggering. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll post those photos. Thanks so much, Fabrizio. What an amazing story. My friend Noah Sony, who's a magician uh, from Minnesota, Minnesota, said, "My life." I said, "Any stories for the podcast?" He said, "My life is a movie. What do you need?" We'll get them for next time. I want to hear these movie life things. Good luck beating Fabrizio's story. Is all I'm going to say. Obviously, I'm saving carrot to the end. My friend Jacob Basso, from the Cool Cats, who helped me build that picnic table, actually, said, Hey man, loving the podcast. I listen while I enter data for work at home. My boss's data sheets are a mess and covered in mud, so hearing your smooth... Are they literally covered in mud? I assume not. So hearing your smooth radio voice keeps me from tearing the sheets apart in frustration. I am excited to hear part two of our grad prank, which I just told. You should have a COVID movie watch list where we all watch something and then, I don't know, review it or something. I did watch Contagion, and it did give me anxiety, so maybe avoid that one. Or encourage it. Up to you. A movie watch list. That's a great idea. I feel like I should give a movie to watch right now for everybody to go check out. And what movie would I like to... The Sting. The Sting. A movie about con men with Robert Redford and Robert Shaw. The Sting. And Paul Newman. The Sting. The Sting. That's what you should watch. Tell me what you think. My good old friend Thomas Barnett, Mitchell Barnett, said, <laughs> said any stories? He said, yesterday I saw our voice teacher from NTS. Ha ha ha. We yelled at each other from across the street because he can't touch. I said, can I share that? He said, definitely. So little is happening right now. We're just sitting around reading mainly, which is a great idea, and you should all read Bad Blood. So there you go. You got a movie suggestion, and you got a book suggestion. You're getting all sets of suggestions, kids. Um... I won't do that again. I apologize. My friend Jonah has some good thoughts. He said, straight up, I think you have the COVID and gave it to your mom. Some people experience no symptoms. I had a similar situation. I honestly think I had slash have it, but I'm just young and healthy as shit. Um, I'm no doctor. I feel 100%, but I could be a carrier. I don't think I have it. Fuck you. Here are the online games that my friend suggested me. Club Penguin, Charades via FaceTime, Fortnite, Words with Friends, and RuneScape. Honestly, RuneScape is pretty chill. We might do that. Piesta Resistance. Kara. Welcome back to What Kara Did Today or Text from Kara. None of you have voted. I need to hear. I'm posting it in my Instagram story right after this. Text from Kara or What Kara Did Today. Oh, it's even longer. Oh my gosh. No, it's not too long. Here we go. I said, tell me your story. I'm waiting with bated breath. She didn't answer. So I said, bated breath again. She said, Okay, fuck. Maybe this one's too long. Oh, well. I think I speak for everyone when I say it's never too long. Uh, <laughs> Each morning starts the same. I roll back my carpet and do some sort of workout. By the end of this quarantine, my liver might be shot, but I'm gone damn determined to not be fat. Ah. Today I streamed... This should be the whole podcast. Today I streamed a workout taught by Australian gays for Australian gays. Yeah, I don't know either. I guess they found their niche. I'm mostly in it for the accent and abs. Fair. After, I decided to organize some of my music, which led me to rediscovering some true gems and blasting them at full volume. I found that Balkan music certainly sounds best at 120 decibels. I have no clue where I found half of these songs, but there's a surprisingly huge and somewhat disturbing mix of music. I've had this bizarre Russian song, the one I sent you, stuck in my mind all day long and can't stop listening to it. My 80-year-old neighbors might have questioned parts of my sanity before, but now I'm sure they are fully committed to knowing that I'm insane slash hating me right now. I call my block the Centrum Silver Block, where the only ones under the age of 70 on it. 
Despite having all the time in the world, I still find myself procrastinating certain things. Like, for example, the software update on my computer. It will forever... It will forever be, remind me tomorrow on that one. And taxes? Fuck that. I'll deal with you later, too. I'm also convinced my cat hates me now because I have been interrupting his 22 hours of beauty sleep with my fussing around the house. He usually sits next to me, but he's annoyed with me. So now, he, too, is practicing social distancing. He only comes close when he wants food. Honestly, I get it. We all need our personal space. Kara, my cat is also planning mutiny, okay? The cats, I'm telling you, they're going to take over. It's not COVID, it's cats. After I went for a walk to the bank to deposit a few treasury bonds that I was gifted as a kid and was saving them for a rainy day. Well, that rainy day has come. Treasury bonds kind of like look kind of look like Monopoly money mixed with a certificate template that you would find on Microsoft Word. I can't believe they're worth real money. They won't be soon. Even though I have literally nowhere to be on any sort of timeline, I still find myself unable to stop my NYC walking pace. My walk around the neighborhood consists of me zigzagging to cross the street and avoid people coughing from their death holds. <laughs> on my walk, I passed a small dog wearing a hot pink camo hoodie with sequins. I had never found myself being jealous of a dog's clothes until this exact moment. On my walk, I wondered to myself how much money REM is making from everyone streaming It's the End of the World as We Know It on Spotify. I considered using that for the intro to this, but it was too on the nose. And as anybody can tell you, subtlety is my forte. On the bright side, my apartment has never been so clean. I dust while I listen to your podcast. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or an insult. Yes. But I like listening to it, and it distracts my mind from the monotony of life. Thank you. I planted some seeds a week ago that are, de- that are starting to sprout, and I am determined to not kill them. I don't have a green thumb. I have a black thumb. There's a graveyard of posts in the corner of my apartment from plants I have accidentally killed. If you want to piss me off, please give me a plant. What you actually just gave me is, one, responsibility to keep another thing alive. My cat, my husband, and myself are enough, thank you. And two, guilt when I inevitably kill it. But maybe it will be different this time, now that I can give them more attention. But knowing my luck, I'll probably overwater the fuckers and drown them. I'm trying to retain my brain... (laughs) I'm trying to retrain my brain away from... This is forced unemployment, and it's my personal brand of hell, too. This is training for retirement, and now you have time to think about and do all of the other things you never have the brain space and time for. To be honest, it's not going that well, but I'm trying, and that's what's important. I'm considering taking up embroidery again, mostly because it will allow me to stab something over and over. (laughs) I'm thinking I'll start with embroidering a giant sign that says, fuck this. I'll let you know how it goes. This section of stream of consciousness writing from Kara is brought to you in part by whiskey and boredom. Thank you so much, Kara. That has been text from Kara or what Kara did today. Um, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. That's what I have to say. It's funny that we're all finding some sort of way to cope and finding some sort of things to do. And I really think it's important to have a sense of humor about it all. That's all I can recommend. That's what I'm trying to do also. And I don't know if you can tell, but since I'm not personally funny, I make other people tell me funny stories. So please keep sending those in. Um, I don't know what else to say. I think we're nearing the end of the episode. Oh, no, we just we just hit it. This is the end of the episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If there's anything else you want to hear, um, just suggest it. And if you just want me to ramble on about a topic, I'll do that also. Let me know if any sections work or don't work. Um, This is kind of like a workshop uh, thing for me. And if you tell me something I disagree with, uh, I'm not going to listen to you. Thank you again for listening to Quarantine Live. This has been day four of it, in case you forgot what episode you were listening to. Um, Next time you listen, pour yourself some hot cocoa or a drink. Um, Pull yourself up by your computer. Put those headphones in. Go over to Spotify and uh, make it all happen because I'm trying to make it happen for you. 
Thank you again. This has been Quarantine Live. I've been Mark Clearview. Find me on Instagram at Mark Clearview. And uh, stay healthy. Good night.